Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's the Brutal Honest Podcast, and I'm your host, Chris, and this is Season 6, Episode 2. And we done brought the big dog back. All right. You know who it is. All right. You hear that voice. <laughs> we got Harold in the building. Yes, sir. Hello, everybody. Hello. Miss y'all. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. So, I brought Harold on today, and we're going to talk about a real-life conversation like we do all the time. But today, we're going to talk about how to keep longevity in your relationship. So, and the reason why I brought you into this because you have a long-standing marriage. Yes, sir. Um, I'm just, I haven't reached marriage yet, but mm-hmm. I'm three years in with my relationship. So it's almost like two different perspectives yeah. of how to look at things. And I mm-hmm. want people to kind of see, one, is a difference in generations, too. Yeah. So the way that y'all, you know, came up then is going to be a big difference from how we come up now. Exactly. So I want people to realize that and I want people to hear that conversation. So I'm gonna jump into it. As far as longevity in relationships, I think one of the biggest keys is, and it's just funny that we're on the podcast, is communication. Mm-hmm. Having open, honest communication about everything. I mean, from you ain't watched the draws last week yeah. to <laughs> to even the extent of I thought about dating somebody else while we was talking. Yeah. And I think it's important because the only way that we can be true to ourselves as far as our relationship is to not have anything that we don't let go. Mm-hmm. You should be able to talk to your partner and be like, hey, blase, blase, this is this, this is that. I'm uncomfortable with this, but not feel like you're being judged about it. Exactly. So that's kind of my biggest stance on it. Um, in which you being married for, how long you been married? Uh, I'll and. A few days, I will be, it'll be 24 years, 24 years on the 31st of July. Yep. 24 years. What is one of the biggest things that you think has kept your marriage going this long? Because 24 years is a big deal, especially now. Yeah. Um, Well, I'll say it hasn't been doing everything right. So that's definitely not the, the thing. And I know sometimes, you know, you say 24 years and you know that's that that's a big thing but I, I'm I'm not a big fan of people applauding relationships based on the duration of them mm. because it's really about the quality um, you can do your marriage can be hey I, I've been married for 24 years or I did a 24 year bid which one is it going to be that depends on the, the, the quality of that relationship somebody feelings. I already see it yeah. <laughs> so I and you, you hear that a lot when you go to like marriage retreat and conferences, they're like, we've been married for five years, we've been married for 10 years, and so on to be 30 years, and it's uh, a round of applause and whatnot. So I give kudos to those durations because it does take commitment. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important that we focus, you, you set your goal on the quality, not the quantity of uh, years that a person has been married. But, but going back to your question, um, was it one of the, what I've learned the mm-hmm. most? I would say that when you said about communication, I did not have a solid grasp of that before I got married. So you already ahead of me. I was very hesitant when it came to having critical conversations. It's like, well, I don't want to rock the boat. You know, you don't, you know, everything's going good. You don't want everything to, well, you think everything's going good, but really if you can't communicate about it, it really ain't going good. Yeah. Um, So I would say it's been learning to, learning what you want because it's hard and learning who you are because I got married right before my 20, uh, Right before my 20, 26th birthday, I think it was. Yeah, right before my 26th birthday, like a few weeks before that. And so think about a 26-year-old. You you know a little bit, but you don't really know. You really don't know. You really don't know who you are. Yeah. So it's it's hard to really say to someone what you desire when you're still trying to figure out what you desire. And it took some time to, to learn that. It also took some time to learn what I really want. I, I, I had an idea of what I thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of ideas what 
people suggested that I want, that actually contributed to me getting married so early. I just graduated and it was like, okay, this is the next thing that you do. It's almost like what you what you're doing, what's the next step? What is supposed to be exactly. Right? Yeah. It was exactly. Yeah. Like, okay, you did this, you did this, you just graduated from college. Okay, now I know you got to get married, and then I know there's gonna be kids. So there was no time and just for you to no really gap years, like they say now. Not for me to figure it out. Exactly. Right. And and it's a challenge going from a single man, no kids, straight up bachelor to being married and my wife had a daughter so I went from solo to marrying someone with kids you know that's that was a night and day change that's a big change you know what's crazy that you're bringing it up me and Shavante yeah I came from a single bachelor Mm -hmm. and I had a roommate at the time prior to us even moving in together and stuff like that he was gone yeah so I was getting ready to get into the phase where I'm staying by myself yeah so it's like I had a short window Mm -hmm. but I don't know what it was, yeah. but some kid didn't say, you know what? I done did all my things that I'm going to do. I, yeah. I promise you in those 26, 27 years that yeah. it was, probably 26, Yeah, I knew that I had pretty much got it out of my system. Yeah. And I had a conversation with a, a guy prior to me even, you know, making that adjustment mm-hmm. that once you know that you have pretty much got whatever it is out your system, mm-hmm. all that freedom and the, you know, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that then it's time to settle down because yeah. you don't want to have the urges of, oh, I missed out on this. Yeah. I missed out on that and I could have shot my shot at that. Yeah. So once you get all of that out your system, then you can make the move into settling down to become yeah. a husband or stay at home boyfriend, you know, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I will have to say this though. I don't know if it's just me, but for the brothers out there and for the sisters that have been married for a little bit of time, you know, if you guys agree with this, say you do. If you don't, say you don't. I would say, I don't I don't know if urges ever truly go away. Nah, they don't. Yeah. I don't, they don't. So, that, that is honest, too. Yeah. And I think... See, the urges don't go away, but I have control. Yeah. And that's really the biggest thing because if you would have caught me at 21, 22, mm-hmm. there ain't no control. Yeah, now, yeah, I'm, yeah. First flight out, I'm yeah. out of here. <laughs> but now if you catch me, it's like I have control. Mm-hmm. I have a different purpose. Yeah. And then it kind of comes down to the person that you're with. Yeah. So I've had my fair share of different types of partners. Mm-hmm in different type of areas yeah. and life goals and all that stuff. So I've seen everything. Yeah, yeah. And like you say, sometimes I've kind of called it early, but I live. Mm-hmm. Like, I will yeah. honestly say I live. That's great, man. I That's lived good. up to this point, yeah. and I didn't stop living now. Yeah, It's yeah, just yeah. a different type but of... But you're in a different chapter. Right. I, I've made that transition into, you know what? It's time to start to yeah. navigate a little bit different. I got you. Like, those little trinkets don't do what they used to do. Right. I don't get that same... That same rush that I used to yeah. get from, I got 10, 12 different girls yeah, checking yeah, for yeah. me. Now it's like, y'all aggravate me. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> y'all really yeah. aggravate yeah. me. There, there's nothing better than having that, that forever dance partner. And that's one of the things. I know I'm kind of getting away from your your question, but I hope we find a way to circle back no, to it. But it's like, that was one of the things that I was excited about. And I get excited about about having about being married where it's like I remember going out and when I used to go out to the club I was ne- I never went out to a club to dance I went to the club like I went to the grocery store I was going there to find something and go back to the dorm if I just wanted to listen to music and dance I could have did that at the dorm right at the house exactly so I was out there but it's like it's a it's a piece when you like I got my forever dance partner with me I, I got I got my friend I got all that other stuff so, so that that's a bonus as well. But you know, kind of going back to it, you you hit the nail on the head with the communication, and you are much actually both of you are so far advanced than where we were. Um, knowing yourself, being able to express what you desire, what you don't desire, setting boundaries, and adjusting your expectations. I used to say lower your expectations, but that's not a very positive situation. Absolutely. So you adjust your expectations. 
And so a lot of times we'll go in and we'll have high expectations for someone else. But we kind of push back when someone has high expectations of us. We might say it's not fair. We say, okay, I need you to give me grace. But we don't extend that same amount of grace. And you know one thing that I've I've kind of noticed, not just with me, with people in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was talking to my partner Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And we have an issue, I'll just say as males. Yeah of comparing Mm -hmm. um, our current to our past. Oh, yeah. So I can't expect you to be that person because y'all not even the same person. Yeah. And I didn't date you to match who that person was. I dated you because you showed me some signs of something that brought some type of different joy to my life. Yeah, that's that's, that's gold right there because I've had realizations where I was like, man, I'm the person who I'm with, the person I'm married to, is who I want to be with. Right. Who you're choosing to be Who I'm choosing to not be with. Forced, exactly. Not forced, not because of children, exactly. not because of none not of that. shotgun and all that, but I'm choosing to be here. And there's some history who I've chosen not to be with. Mm-hmm. But I would find myself at times comparing the one that I'm choosing to be with with someone or someone's that I don't want to be with, but they got, as your boy said in Taken, they got a special set, of, special skill set. Talk to them. That sometimes you you compare and you gotta you gotta you gotta get your focus. You actually have to get to the point where you you change instead of thinking about when you look at okay, man, she don't know, my wife don't do this. Flip that thing and be like, because a lot of times when we think of. What she don't do, we're thinking about something that we want that she don't do. But you got to flip it and think about, okay, she don't do this stuff. What about the list of stuff that she don't do that you don't like? It's like it's that like, if you were to go somewhere else or the relationship that ended, man, she did all this such and such. And what who I'm with right now, she don't do this. She don't do this. So you got to flip that list. So that list of what she don't do is listing the, the negative things that she don't do. It's a perspective change. Bam. And see, my thing is, when I find myself even getting in moments where I want to compare uh-huh. and contrast, I change my perspective because I have to go to the negative of that person to and comparing you to. Yeah. Because yeah. if if that person was so great, why mm-hmm. am I not with them? Yeah. And that that's just as real as it gets. Yeah. The, the older I get, even day by day now, yeah. I realize that it's not, you have to find peace. Nobody's perfect mm-hmm. at the end of the day. We not perfect, they yeah, not perfect. Exactly. And you have to find peace in what, not just what you're comfortable with, because I'm not saying settle, mm-hmm. but you have to find peace in the person that encompasses so many good things. Mm-hmm. And brings out a better side of it. Yeah, yeah. See, because my partner, it's not about the financials. It's not about all this. It's about the emotional. Mm-hmm. And see, we have it based on the friendship first. Yeah. So how I look at things that I talked about on the previous episode, people cherish friendships mm-hmm. honestly more than they cherish a relationship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if I can cherish a friendship that way and mm-hmm. we can build our bond at the base on a friendship, yeah. I'm never going to let that go. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure that that is still intact at all times. Mm-hmm. So when you find it, like I said, even with her, I never spoke of words of union. Yeah. I never spoke of words of union with another person other than person one. Good okay. now. I would talk about, yeah, you know. Now, is it because you weren't, you weren't there or is it because... That person, those other people did not make you even want to consider. Both. Both, okay. So, I wasn't mature enough for marriage at 26. Yeah. I wasn't either. And that's that's honest. Yeah. Because at 26, (laughs) you would ask about marriage. I I would tell you, you out your mind. Yeah. Marriage, kids, none of that. Because at that point, I'm thinking it's like prime years. Yeah. I don't have time. I'm supposed to be moving and grooving. Man. And you talking about settling down? Nah, we ain't doing that. So my time here. Hide the razors. You gonna have me cut my wrist. <laughs> and Take my shoestrings. Listen, but I also had to realize I can't compare to yeah. other people. Yeah. I, I can't be everybody's situation is different. Yeah. Of course, at a young age, I thought I'm supposed to have kids at 22, 23 mm-hmm. and be married yeah. and white picket fence yeah. with all that. But it didn't work out that way. Yeah. It worked out the way it was supposed to. So mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna pause right here because we're running. All right. Um, we're gonna take to a quick break. This is Brother Honest Podcast on the RWR Live 365 app, and we'll be right back with y'all. What's up, family? This is your boy, Harold. I'm coming at you with a new segment for this season called Wisdom from a Work in Progress. What we're going to talk about today is the importance of working on you while attempting to work on a relationship. I'm a big fan of Papa John's and their slogan that better ingredients, better pizza. So it's important when it comes to a relationship that if the individuals in the relationship can become better as individuals, the relationship will come better, become better. A lot of times we look at a relationship almost as if it's a giant that comes down and visits the town's people and will say, oh, the relationship failed, the relationship didn't do this. Well, really, Negroes, you fail at the relationship. So it's important to work on you because a healthy you can make a healthy relationship. That's me in a nutshell. This is wisdom coming from a work in progress. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Brilliant Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and today we're talking about, well, let me start. This is season six, episode two, and I'm sure you guys caught our new segment that we're introducing, which is the working, words from a work in progress. Yeah, With wise words from a work in progress. That is, that yes, is. Sir. So y'all make sure y'all tune in and catch Harold out on his segment, man. We're trying to introduce new thing. I told you it was coming up with something new. So today we're talking about really longevity in relationship. How do you keep your longevity in a relationship? And prior to this part, we talked about pretty much some of the bottom line things of what we think keeps a relationship going. Like I spoke on communication. You spoke on not really dwelling on the longevity as far as the time period, mm-hmm. but about the quality of it. So those are two big aspects, and I, I do think they are, but let's kind of dig a little bit deeper. So from my perspective, from a man that's going in from a relationship and possibly going into a marriage and stuff like that, my thing is not just communication, but I also believe in not just honesty, because mm-hmm. that those are two different things. You can communicate with somebody and still not being honest. Mm-hmm. You could tell somebody a bunch of fluff, but you're communicating and you're mm-hmm. listening, but being honest mm-hmm. and being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So like I've said before many times, you have to be uncomfortable for you to grow. So if I'm used to being, you know, pimp daddy, whatever, and getting my way and chicks just following mm-hmm. suit with whatever I say, then I got a woman that's willing to put her foot down. Mm-hmm. I have to be willing to adjust to that. So if you want to be in that, if you're going to be in a relationship, if you want to be that in that woman. relationship, so that's another big thing. Yeah, we have like I know a lot of people put pressure on marriage relationships, mm-hmm. and most of the time it does come from the woman. Yes, because a lot of men, if you ask a man, hey, I know you're talking to old girl, blase, blase. Are you willing to settle down mm-hmm. and give up? All it is mm-hmm. to be with just this one. Yeah. If you ask a man honestly in that moment, they're gonna say no. Yeah, I mean, and just look at the words. It is more I believe it's more pressure for a woman. It's, there's more pressure to marry put on the woman than it is the man. Mm-hmm. Because when there is the discussion to a man about marriage, you say settle down. You say, like, you don't even it, it just that word and the energy behind it's that. Got a man, you're gonna settle down. It, it's not, hey, when you gonna get married? That's the situation with the woman. It's like, it's almost as if that's a, that's a step in the ladder of you being a successful woman in this society. In this society. With the man, it's, okay, when you ready to put the brakes on, when you ready, when you ready, it, it's yeah, not like, even a... It's almost like letting go. Exactly, yeah. When you ready to, to pull back a little bit. Because I know you can do it without it. It's not even a parameter of how successful you are. And unfortunately, it's flipped that way on the woman. But even the term, you you don't hear a woman. I I rarely hear that phrase being thrown at women saying, settle down. I've never heard it. And it also could be that, I'll make sure I'm saying the word right, promiscuity. Mm. That is an attribute that we automatically apply on men 
and it's looked down upon on the woman. So that's why he's saying to the man, you ready? man, when you gonna settle down? Some unequal standards. Because, okay, yeah, the assumption is, I know you got a lot. Mm -hmm. I know you get you got this chick and that chick, so we ain't gonna settle down, but you don't, not you, but that same energy isn't, isn't focused towards a woman because the assumption is that she's not out there doing all this and she needs to settle down. It's when you gonna find you a good man, when you gonna find when you gonna get It's me almost some like it's a part of their genetic makeup to be that way too. Yeah. To an extent. It's mm -hmm. almost because not that I was raised around girls or nothing like that, but it's almost like their conversation is I'm putting you in suit mm -hmm. to be prepared for a husband. Yeah. Men aren't no. built that way. We built to provide, <laughs> sustain, yeah. and try to find some type of success in this life. That ain't and even what we play. Even think about before the kids in the video game. I'm 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 a video game generation cat, but before the the thumb technology, mm -hmm. when you was outside playing, we were playing career type games. We weren't playing house. Right. So we weren't even a man didn't sit up. With his hands like this and his feet kicked up back and forth, and they're like, You was out there getting rough. Yeah, you wasn't like, Okay, I wanna do this. I'm this one, I'm gonna do with my wedding, I'm gonna do this, we're gonna have this color. We, that wasn't even our fault. I can't even, I can't even tell you a time in my life where I said, Yeah, I'm gonna play this song at my wedding, and I'm gonna do this. It, it wasn't no, I, I'm gonna be honest, until recently, like last month, yeah, I started getting conversations about what colors and this, and it's just like, but it's true it's mm -hmm. we weren't raised to be like that yeah. so when we get older and then women kind of be like oh you you don't tap into your emotional you don't tap into this mm -hmm. i wasn't made to do that yeah. i wasn't raised to be that way i was raised yeah. to be rough rowdy yeah. and get to it and use my hands and all that stuff mm -hmm. be a man so we were raised to tap into different types of emotions Right. So, because I'm sure you've always heard, well, women are the emotional. No, we're both emotional. Correct. Because you go to some sporting event, ain't nobody more emotional than the brothers out there. So it's about the emotion. We were, the way we were raised will determine on what type of emotion we're most comfortable displaying. Mm -hmm. That's why as a man, we're, we, most of us are very comfortable ex displaying anger. But we're not comfortable displaying um, sadness because it's part of the testosterone. Yeah. So you'll quickly you'll act out like you're mad when really you're sad, mm -hmm. or somebody hurt your feelings. Because truly, truly, mm -hmm. and again, this is nothing I've been learning over the years. We don't know how. Yeah, that's, we, that's we, goes like how you were raised. You, and what you, you don't really know how. And see, I was raised by women, mm -hmm. so I saw the emotional. Yeah. But then, from my eyes, what I see as far as men. Yeah. On the outside, but you saw it. You saw it being exuded by women. By women. You didn't see men exuding those. I've never seen them. a man that would tap into his emotions and would sit there and cry. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to cry yeah. honestly around people till I was an adult. Yeah. I, I was not. You talking about a cry that's not involved, not associated with. Uh, physical hurt. Right. Okay. I'm talking about an emotional cry. Yeah. A, a let out of, I'm hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. I need help. You yeah. know, I didn't learn about that part of me until I was an adult. Yeah. And that Same came from kind of having open conversations with people. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, there's a thing, there's a difference in men and women, of course. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing is once a man lets that wall down just like a woman mm -hmm. and becomes vulnerable in a sense, like me, I'll say for me example, um, me being vulnerable with a woman mm -hmm. is a fear of mine because what I'm doing is now allowing you into my personal realm of mm -hmm. my bubble. Yeah. I have a bubble of protection. Mm -hmm. I have a bubble of you will see this version of Chris, mm -hmm. but you'll never see this version that I have to deal with. Mm -hmm. So when I let you into that bubble, it's me not only allowing you to see me from a different perspective, yeah. but it's also allowing me to be free. Mm -hmm. So there's a fear because heartache, yeah. heartache and heartbreak is what led me to who I am today. Yeah. So it's almost like saying, I had to go through something to even become who I am. Oh yeah, which yeah. is a crazy thing when you think about it. If you say it out loud, it's like that is wild. Yeah. 
But it's true. Yeah. If I would have never went through heartbreak and all that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be talking about no marriage. You wouldn't know how to love. Because, right. Yeah. You said it right there. Yeah. I would not know how to love and would not know what love truly is. Yeah. Because as an adolescent, you think love is the, the butterflies and we mm-hmm. sharing gifts and the, mm, all that yeah. BS. Yeah. But then you really truly get older and realize love is when somebody got your back to thick and thin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love is when... You can sit down and have an open, honest conversation with that person and not be judged. Mm-hmm. Love is when you go through things and learn how to deal with it and yeah. grow past it yeah. and be uncomfortable, yeah. but grow and learn to love each other in a different way. That's yeah. truly what love yeah, is. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's not a shout out to Shavante, but shout out to Shavante. I'm sure she's listening right now. Yes, sir. But she truly taught me how to open up a different part of who I was. Mm-hmm. See, as a man, you think you got it together. And mm-hmm. the older you get, you kind of get settled in your ways, I yeah. guess. But then you get introduced to a different vibe, as we call it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute, what you doing? Yeah. You, you making me uncomfortable. Yeah. You're saying, I, don't, I can't process this. What you doing? Yeah. So, I just thought of something. That's a go good analogy, just, but I don't know if... I don't know what all we can say. It's, you can say whatever you need to. This might be the after dog, so I don't know. I don't know what we are. Say it, say it, man. We so, good, man. One of my partners said, it's first time a woman touched you around your butt. All right. Like, <laughs> All right. I, I tried to give you a warning. I said, hey, I don't know. It's like, hold on, what is this? I don't know if I like this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Look, it's stuff like that. I ain't going to repeat it. But it's stuff like that that make you realize, you know what? You can't go nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You ain't going nowhere, because I promise you, you tell your friends that you yeah. introduced me to this. Yeah, yo. We yeah, got to fight. Yeah, it's, just, it's, just, it's like, oh, no. We got to put this in the vault. Vault, and you can't go nowhere. But it, it is, it's funny, and it's joking around, but it is an example of, I'm going to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be vulnerable where someone is saying, you know what? If you... If you like, when you open up, even open up physically, mm-hmm. like when you, it's, it's you, it's hard to. If someone embraces you when you got your arms folded, you really can't feel that embrace. Right. But when you open up your arms, you're exposing yourself to be harmed, but you're also exposing yourself to be hugged. Mm. And so. But how do you know that? And I guess that's the question. How do you know that? And see, this part right here, I know it's people out there listening. Like, oh, they don't want to talk about men stuff, but it's true. How do you know to feel okay with that? How do you know to be like, you know what? This is the one. What is it? I guess that's the part that and we'll kind of keep going on the next part. How do you know this is the one to be that person with? Because you can... You can open yourself up. Like mm-hmm. they say, it's three phases of love. Mm-hmm. You have the adolescent stage, which is the high school love, all that good stuff. Then you have that second one, which you really think that's the one, but mm-hmm. they really tell you a new one. Mm-hmm. And then the third one's when you find yourself and you find it by accident. Mm-hmm. That third one is the one that really, truly is the one that's truly your love, yeah. the love of your life. Yeah. And how do you know, after you've been through heartache and all that stuff, that... Mm-hmm. I can love again. Now, sometimes them different ones may not be three different people. It That's might true. be a different person showing up at different phases. You can say something. Yeah. Because that was me. My one is my three. Mm. Yeah. See, I wasn't lucky enough to do. Yeah. But you know what? I feel like I did have one that carried two phases. Yeah. And it wasn't because of the time frame. It was just what they provided. Yeah. So now that I'm on my third phase. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't expect you to come. Yeah. I wasn't even in the phase to welcome you in. Mm-hmm. But when you came, I had no choice but to accept yeah. it. Yeah. And then maybe that's a God saying, maybe yeah. it's a spiritual thing that, mm-hmm. okay, here, I'm telling you, here's your blessing. Yeah. Don't miss it. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to take out to a quick break. Um, this is Brilliant Honest Podcast, season six, episode two. You got Chris and you got Harold, and then the RWR Live 365 out. We'll be right back with y'all. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's really on this podcast. And I'm your host, Chris. We got Harold. Yes, sir. <laughs> this is season six, episode two. Today we're talking about the longevity of relationships and how you keep it. And before we went to break, I asked the question. And the question was, 
how do you know or when do you know that the person that is coming to your life at any given moment is the one that you can truly be free with or truly be yourself or truly be vulnerable with? Now, I'm going to kind of want to jump into it. Yeah, I'll jump in. I think in most cases, you don't know. I I think it's it's a risk, but it's a calculated risk based on your life experiences. Mm. So you and it also is driven on where your mindset is and what you're looking for at that time. Sometimes you may be like, that's the one based on how she shaped, Mm. how she looked. Then there may be times where you you're like, man, it's something about that sister, man. She she cool and blah blah blah. Or you've gotten to know, you've do, you've done the work to know who you are, what you desire. You can do a better job of picking up on potential red flags, and so you can still calculate the risk because that person that you've been around is that truly her, or have you been kicking it with the representative? You don't know. So I think it's it's a it's 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 so many factors, and that's that's the that's the I'm not a I don't gamble, but part of the rush in gambling is you don't know if you're gonna win. Mm-hmm. If you if you you don't get a rush off of a sure thing. It's like I expect this to happen. It's so that's, calculated. Yeah. So that's part of that's the excitement of the relationship. Where when you meet somebody and, and sisters, y'all may not realize this, but when we meet someone. We do sit up and think, man, I wonder if that's the one. It ain't just y'all. We ain't just like, I'm trying to cut. Now, it depends on where you are, what phase you are. Listen, they don't, I think women don't realize how many times, and I I don't know if you've done this, how many times you sit in the car quiet and think. Yeah, man. I, I've had so many days where I've sat, and the car is just an analogy, but mm-hmm. I've had so many days where I've sat in silence mm-hmm. and just thought of, Weighing my options, the negatives, the pros, yeah. the con, all that stuff, and just be like, I want this person to be who she truly is, mm-hmm. but I just don't know. And some of that comes from past relationships, yeah. and you just you get so deep mm-hmm. in. So I'll kind of explain me. Yeah. I'm a, I'm truly an emotional being, mm-hmm. but I'm not an emotional being to the point where it just takes over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I invest myself into somebody. Mm-hmm. That's when it really is like, I'm literally giving you my all. Mm -hmm. All I need you to do is to be the person that made me want to become who I am for you. Yeah, yeah. So when you hurt me, Mm -hmm. or when you take that and make it, oh, you weak and blah, blah, blah. That's when I become a different being. Yeah. Now, after that, if we don't work out, now I'm this homemonger in the streets Mm -hmm. that just out of control. It's like, oh, Chris, you just, blah, blah, blah. yeah, I bet I am. But she done broke. <laughs> she done broke. That's me. a lot. A, a lot of the, a lot of cats out there, doing what they're doing and saying what they're. Somebody broke them. Somebody broke. Somebody them. broke. Whether you man or woman, if if you have a certain type of negative energy towards relationship and love, romantic love, somebody broke you. Mm-hmm. And I challenge you to do the work to fix what was broken so that someone else doesn't get cut by the glass that someone else shattered. Don't don't let the next man or woman have to deal with the problem caused by the previous man or woman. While you still saying, I don't care about that person no more. But that person is driving the, the decisions that you're making right now and the actions that you're taking. Do that work to get that healing. And I think and I'll say for this generation I'm in, a lot of them are finding ways to heal. Yes, you guys are. But it's 50-50. Because mm-hmm. still you have the people that don't know how to heal and they jump from relationship to relationship. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it's just like soul ties. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard of this yeah. before. Soul ties are more than just the physical mm-hmm. interaction. Soul yeah. ties are emotional too. Mm-hmm. And once you realize that you carry the burdens and the weight of other individuals with you mm-hmm. when you move on to the next person, yeah, you realize that it's not okay to jump from person to person. It's yeah. not okay to go from one thing to the next. Because mm-hmm. all you're doing is putting the issues to the background. Yeah. Those issues are going to come out to the limelight eventually. You're right. You're right. So until you sit down, and that's why I... Praise God 
that I had my time mm-hmm. to get whatever I had to get out my yeah. system. I had mm-hmm. the time to find out who Chris was. Yeah. I had the time to realize what do I like? Mm-hmm. What am I not going to tolerate? What can yeah. I deal with? What can I last with the person with? Mm-hmm. What burdens can I carry from that person to help them adjust with? What is my purpose in a relationship? Yeah. All those questions I had time to literally figure out mm-hmm. after what I went through. Did it work? So, a lot of people are not that lucky. Mm-hmm. And I did get blessed to be in that situation because I had open conversations with people. Because you did the work. But it's all about the people around you. That's too. true. That's true. Because, again, it's not a thing. And I don't want people to get this misconstrued. It's not a thing that you have to do on your own. Mm-hmm. You have true. to have those influences around you mm-hmm. that can say, hey, man, I know you're in a slump. Mm-hmm. Let's get out your go run. Yeah. Let's get out here and go read some books. Yeah. Let's get out here and go talk to the pastor. Yeah. And you have to have friends mm-hmm. that are around you that know this is not it. Yeah. This is not your ending point that you're just gonna be a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your ending point, you are the type of guy that will marry somebody, just like I'm sure your yeah. friend said that about you. Yeah. You are the type to marry somebody and have a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not that guy. There are some guys out there that just Oh yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. there's some women. I I'm not gonna point it's just the guys. Yeah. There's some women out there that just are made for Yeah. Like I don't I don't have no deadbeat friends. No. I don't have any friends that don't take care of their children. I don't have any any friends. And that's a salute yeah. because I don't think people not cut you off, but no, I don't fine. think people realize how strong this statement is. You are the company that you keep. Yeah. And if you are an adult, I know mm-hmm. children make the decision, oh, that's my friend, and mm-hmm. but you don't know. Yeah. But once you become an adult and you mm-hmm. really know your true self, yeah. you don't keep people around you that don't have the same vision as you. Mm-hmm. And that's outside of relationships. Yeah. There is no way I would be at 29 years old around people that's gangbanging. Mm-hmm. I don't live that life. Yeah. I'm not even trying to live that life, so why would I keep you around yeah. That don't mean that I ain't cool with you. Exactly. I ain't mean that we ain't friends. Whatever we had in the past is cool. Yeah. But as far as my path of what I'm trying to get to, we don't align. Exactly. And and I think that whether whether you are a believer or whether you are a the universe type person, the the, the interesting thing about this is that it's not that I, I ever asked anyone, hey, do you have kids? Do you take care of your kids? Right. There's certain energy that draws you to certain type of people. And there's certain energy that repels you to certain type of people. Right. Like you can find yourself at a huge conference and you're going to eventually gravitate to, in the long run, mm-hmm. especially if it's like a conference that's several days. Mm-hmm. You may be around some people initially, but eventually you're going to gravitate to the like-minded people. Because naturally, you'll, to the people that you're not like-minded with, you won't be comfortable. That energy, it, it's just going to be like something about that cat. It's just something. Yeah. And you don't, there's been people that I've come across, and I hate comparing age, but I guess to an extent, age does play a part, but I'm just going to kind of brag on myself right now, a little bit. I've been mature for a very long time mm-hmm. because I was raised by what they call OGs. Yeah. I was raised by the people that was ahead of me. Yeah. So they taught me, they put into me things that they knew these are keys that you need yeah. they to did go what whatever. They to do. Yeah. I had the right people. Mm-hmm. And blessed. Yeah. I'm blessed. Even my mama and them who raised me mm-hmm. put me in a, a direction. I was gonna mess up because yeah. it's just life. I'm mm-hmm. human. That's what you do. But I was raised around people and saw people, they may have been doing whatever they was doing, mm-hmm. but if, let's say you was dope boy. Mm-hmm. If I'm around you, you're going to be doing that around exactly. me. Or you'll keep me around from you when mm-hmm. you're doing that. Exactly. So I had people who point me in the right direction. So that's when people see me, you're so mature, you're so ahead of your time. Mm-hmm. That's cool, but that's what was poured into yeah. me. Mm-hmm. So I can't take nothing from that, but pour it to the next person yeah. that I'm with. Yeah. So like me and you, I met you through, and I know it's kind of all time. I met you through Shavante mm-hmm. going to the shop. Yeah. I didn't know what to think about you. I heard, of course, people could say, oh, this is a great guy. This yeah. is that and third. But who's to say that we even allow when you get around? Exactly. Me? And from the first conversation we had on the podcast, I just knew, you know what? And all right. Yeah. He, he all right. And 
just even from then, it was just like the alignment, mm-hmm. the mindset, and you. Forgot your age. I'm literally 20 years older than you. Right. I'll be fi- I'm 49 now. And I'm 29. So, so I'll be 50 in a couple weeks. That big gap of yep. 20 years and circle it back in. Yeah. Even with that gap and you coming from Tampa, I'm here. Yeah. Even with that, such a big gap in yep. age and all that, you still can align yep. and see similarities that you have with different generations. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's just like naturally. I can be open. Yeah. I can have conversations like this in this podcast about stuff because your mindset and my mindset kind of point in the same direction. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to completely say, yeah, oh, exactly. we're walking the same walk of life. Mm-hmm. But in the same sense, it's just like you're not doing things that contradict with what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that goes back to relationships. Yeah. Once you find a partner that in some way aligns with the direction that you're mm-hmm. trying to go in life or yeah. relationship-wise or helps build you up to be a better version of yourself, yeah. that's when you know you have the right person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what I'm starting to realize with my current situation. Mm-hmm. It's just like we have some type... I don't know what it is. I yeah. don't know how we found each other. Yeah. But that alignment, yeah. that equally yoke thing yeah. Yeah. is yeah. really true. And I oh, never yeah. understood that until I yeah. got older. Because a lot of people... They they teach it. They what they give examples of being yoked is not what it was meant. Just because you both have the same spiritual beliefs mm-hmm. does not equate to you both being equally yoked. Just like I believe, this is what I believe. I believe that even if you don't have, if 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 a Christian is with a non-Christian. I don't think that's unequally yoked. Right. That's just where they are right now. One believes this, one believes that. But there's more to that person than the religion that they profess in to determine how they compare together. That's just what I believe. That's not which is when you look at it, even outside of religion, you have so many. Let me say this the right way. You have so many levels mm-hmm. that come into your spirit. You have mm-hmm. the outer level. Mm-hmm. You have the just deep rooted yeah. within. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be aligned with you mm-hmm. at the top outer level. Like we don't have to be. I'm black, you white. Yeah. We don't have to be aligned that way. Mm-hmm. But that next level might be so closely yeah. connected. Yeah. And only us too mm-hmm. know that yeah so i think those are some important pieces mm-hmm. when i talk about relationships and longevity yeah of how you have to look at it. it is a spiritual connection yeah it is because even if you don't marry that person because i know old school people will be with a person forever and never marry yeah. mm-hmm. because some people look at it as a legal mind. yeah mm-hmm. i get it yeah i get it there's two sides but mm-hmm. i look at it in a spiritual way because that's how i was raised yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what what i was taught what that's what marriage, when you take out the tax benefits and all that type of stuff, I remember thinking to myself, why is an atheist married? Because if marriage is based on a God-ordained thing, but I don't believe that God exists, why would I participate in something that God ordained? So if it's, because I know with me, if I didn't believe, if I didn't believe in heaven and hell and I didn't have some form of spiritual walk there's a lot of stuff that I would not be doing right now and there's a lot of stuff that I would be doing right now mm-hmm. I don't, don't not saying that I walk this path and if this was a call in show somebody could damn near call and be like yo let me tell you what this joker did and whatnot. <laughs> but I'll, 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 I'll the spoil alert I'll beat you to it I'll, you know so but it's what, my, my grandma I saw today what she mm-hmm. called me um Hellion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, be a, I'd be a true hellion yeah, if exactly. I didn't have um, the root in spirituality. Exactly. Yeah. So that that does play a part in it. Mm-hmm. And before we run over, I'm going to take us to a quick break. Because yes, we, you know, I ain't going to speak on that. But yeah, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is Brutal Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. We have Harold. And this is Season 6, Episode 2. And on the RWR Live 365 app, we'll be right back with y'all. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's Brother on this podcast, and I'm your host, Chris. And we have... Harold. And today, this is season six, episode two. 
And today we're talking about the longevity in relationships and how to sustain, I guess, the fun in a relationship to keep it hot and fresh. Yeah. So we're going to jump into I know we kind of talked about some of the things that'll keep it intact, like communication and being honest and all that stuff. But I'm going to talk about some of the, I can say negatives, but some of the things that you've dealt with. So you've been married, what, 24 years? Yep. Shout out to COVID. 24 years. Um, yes. What are some of the things that you've kind of dealt with that just make you, and I'm not saying like you downgrading your wife or nothing like that, mm-hmm. but just make you be like, I could have waited. Or better yet, I'll start on it because I don't want to throw you into that. Some of the things that I think when I walked into a relationship that I kind of say was my setback, I call it my transitional period. Mm -hmm. I was in a period where I was going from, like I like to call it whole phase, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And I was going into what I didn't know. I was like unknown territory. Mm -hmm. This is a new chapter in my book of I've never experienced this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. And see with how my partner came into my mix, she shot her shot. Mm-hmm. I'm used to, you know, I had girls that would shoot their shot, but I wouldn't play it, you know, pay it in mind. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. whatever she did, I'll be honest, she said she was going to cook for me. Yeah. Threw me off. Yeah. All the way. Mm-hmm. So when I took the bait, it was just like, from initial conversation, the vibe was just there. It's like Jill Scott, kind yeah. of Erica Badu yeah. vibe. And I tell her this, and she laughed. She's like, what does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. But it is what it is. You know what you know, but you it, might not be able to explain it. I can't you know. explain it, but you know. when I say Jill Scott, Erica Badu, dudes uh, okay. know what I'm talking about. So when I got it, it was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I want to love you so bad. Yeah. I, I want to be a sucker for it. Yeah. But it's just like... I don't know. It's so sick. it's like I'm in the middle ground of like, shh, I got these on here. Yeah. And then on this side, it's like I got you and yeah. you're standalone and you really holding your own. So yeah. it's just like, what do I do? Yeah. So I had my transgressions. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest and I'll be open. Yeah. I was still dwindling in the past, mm-hmm. but my dwindling wasn't like I'm smashing the past and doing my thing. My dwindling was actually closing books. Yeah. In that old chapter. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of realized that now. But I was closing those chapters to move into the next chapter of that yeah. book. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is I kind of dragged along with it. Yeah. And to be in a selfish way, I didn't want to release her mm-hmm. because I like that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to release my baggage. Yeah. So yeah. when I say a negative, it's not really a negative, but what was your going into marriage or even being married that long mm-hmm. what are some things which you just be like i'm growing past these things and we're still together which makes our love stronger at the end of the day uh and i know that's an open question no it's a good, good question though i would say there's a couple i would say the when we got we get we got married in 1999 and a lot has changed We've grown a lot, grown in so many ways, and especially financially. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's almost like what we made, what our household generated in like a year, is now like generated in like a month type. So it was just, just so God really bless us. So we have more options now. Right. More options require that you have more discipline. And it's a struggle when you like one. I don't. I don't go go out a lot mm-hmm. because it's it can be challenging when like sometimes people. When I'm not, I'm just call it like that. I just say people. Some women can can pick up on certain assets that you have. Absolutely. And you can become a little more interesting to them. Because of it, I mean, I know I ain't that dude, but I know. But so. you say that, just like I say I ain't that dude either. But when you think about it, to women, and I don't know what it is the pheromones mm-hmm. or something, I don't know. But when they see that you are a man that's doing his thing, yeah. you know, really yeah. being that guy, yeah, and also has a woman that he's really in yeah. tune with. It's like I don't know. It's, like it's another one that vetted me. So and now so, it, it yeah. approves you to exactly, be in my book yeah. too. So. so I would say constantly like 
winning, trying to win the battles of doing what I need to do and not doing what I shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. You win some, you lose some. I'm gonna be straight up honest on that. You win some, you lose some. So that's the you know just trying to trying to stay focused on. Sometimes what I want is not what I need, and that's an everyday, yeah. an, an everyday battle. Um, especially when you look at the fact that I mean it's 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 more. And I'm I'm a lover of black women. So when I say it's more of them than us, I'm talking about black women. Don't nobody else do nothing for me. I, I'm just I don't like I don't like thin lips and pink nipples. They don't do nothing for me. They do zero for me. I don't I don't like that. I, I agree with you. I like I like my chocolate sisters. I, I I just that's just me. There's more of them than it is of us. Absolutely. And I know being married a lot of times when i go places it's, it's us when we go to comedy shows when we go to brunch when we go to concerts when we go to music festivals it's us and i tell you every time there's actually there's only been one time and that was maybe the pro bowl everywhere we go with the minority meaning couple mm-hmm. and it's all these sisters i'm i <sighs> I don't know what the hell it is about brunch mimosas it's, and sisters. Listen, God, let me man. tell you, a pause on this. Yes. That mimosa thing, I don't know if it just released the, the demon. <laughs> Bro, I don't know what it is. She, matter of fact, I was asked today, hey, you want to get a mimosa? Absolutely yes. not. <laughs> Absolutely not. That is the heart. That is, that's a struggle where it's trying to stick to your healthy green beans and potatoes when there's so much candy trying to get on your plate. That's an everyday struggle. You're saying something. That's that's an everyday struggle right there. Um, And then you, and you talk about keeping excitement and whatnot. You you get older. Mm -hmm. I've gotten older. My wife's gotten older. Stuff has changed. But then there's some stuff out in the streets that ain't, it's, it's some new models on these car lots. It, it's some new models on these car. Do you hear the dog whistle? Do y'all hear the dog whistle that I'm blowing? <laughs> it's some new models on these car lots. I'm not digging into that. <laughs> exactly. So it's like just trying to just constantly be disciplined and knowing this is what I need to do. This is what I don't need to do. And trying my best not to make a decision of I'm doing something that's going to be a matter of minutes that could have a lifetime impact. Mm. You know, them some words, them some words, or oh, that, that, Listen, that's a, I needed to hear them words when I was. No, I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't need to hear that yeah. when I was 24, 25. Yeah. I, I need to do what I was doing. Yeah. But to piggyback off of that, mm-hmm. it is about discipline. And see, it's not like I go out looking for it. Mm-hmm. I can hop on Instagram right now, Twitter, Twitter. Bro, you don't even have to look. You don't have to let this right there. Now, my discipline comes from the love of my woman, mm-hmm. the love of our union, mm-hmm. the love of what we built, yeah. and the love of what the future holds. Yeah. Can I add another thing to that that helps with me? It also helps me to 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 build a tribe of like-minded couples. Get in Because bed. what happens also is that I've been in this, I'll tell you that I'll, moment of transparency. So that spring when COVID hit, I was, I say by that summer, by that June, I was fed up. I was just like, I don't want to be married no more. I want a divorce. I was like, I just, I just can't do this no more. Mm-hmm. I was I can't do this. And I started talking to some of, you know, the conversation come up because we have, we have a lot of married friends. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have any single friends. Except for y'all, but you married a Jason. But I don't have no friends that's like out in these streets right. and whatnot. And that's intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, yo, man, it's blah, blah, blah. I, I, you know, I can't do this. Nobody, even when I wanted somebody, I wanted to hear, man, dog, do your thing. Right. Nobody co-signed on that. But and I'm that- talking about these were dudes I was talking to. Even talking to friends that were recently divorced, mm-hmm. 
man, you don't want this. You know, ain't nothing out here but... But that's the truth that you need to hear. That's that's not what I wanted to hear. It's not what you wanted to hear, but But that's what what I need to hear. And that was the importance of having those right people around. And then also realizing that when you decide to end something, a lot of people think about, okay, we're married, we got kids, how it's going to affect the kids, but I want to be happy, yada, yada, yada. The, The ending of your relationship affects so many people beyond just you mm-hmm. it affects you if you have friends that have become like family and that's what i have a my my tribe is my family right they ain't even i'm, I'm not going to even insult those relationships and call them friends because it, it has moved so beyond that right and when and my wife is also in that tribe mm-hmm. and she is connected with those other tribe members just like i am if our relationships end what happens to the tribe it's over with. It, it, exactly. Because I can't bring nobody new to the tribe. She can't bring nobody new Mm-mm. to the that tribe. Yeah. The, the tribe is so, it's 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 going to, and, I, and I'm not saying that you suffer in an abusive situation for other people's benefit. Right. I'm not saying that. But it's important that you commit to something and realize that there's going to be times where I have to look beyond my happiness and not just chasing happiness because that can be, that can waver. What makes me happy one moment may not make me happy the, the most moment. And, and happiness is happiness. driven by a feeling. There you go. And feelings are fleeting and, and they change, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's so, and that's what that discipline is. You got to, that you got to c- commit to that, you know? So I, I, I just want to add that we're having, those type of relationships of like-minded people can be added to that list in order to help foster that situation in order to make them relationships. Now I'll add this to the, to the conversation. We, me and Shavante have been inducted into the tribe. Yes, sir. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not just him talking about the tribe and I don't know nothing about it. Exactly. These are tribe members. We trying to come up with some kind of code, a hand signal or something, but we ain't ain't (laughs) except We made it out some tattoos or something. We we made it to that point yet, but they are official tribe members. Matter of fact, I think y'all the youngest. We are. Y'all think y'all are the youngest. We are the youngest. Now hold on, let me think. Now let me think. If it's the whole tribe is who was there when we came. Nah, nah, that's not the whole tribe. That's not. Nah, because there's some people out of out of state. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think y'all are the youngest. Yeah. But either way, even with the tribe concept and not the we're not getting on topic anything, but that is very important to have like-minded individuals mm-hmm. with the same mindset. Just like you say you had thoughts of ending it all. Yeah, I, I was I was focused. The only thing that I one of my partners asked me to, he said, don't go see your lawyer until you sit down with a counselor and so end up sitting with some counselors if anyone's ever in need of counseling there's a couple out of chicago they have a company called the marriage investors they can do counseling virtually we counsel with them for a year and a half Every it was either every Tuesday, every Thursday for a year and a half. You know how much work that is. It is a lot. But that was a lot of work. There were times where I didn't want to do it, it's and I would be like, "Man, I hope they cancel." You know, it's like you trying to work out with somebody. You like, I don't want to show up, I don't but show I don't want to be the one to cancel. Dog, for a year and a half, and things got turned around. But it it required work, and it was it was me saying, uh, one of the brothers was like, "Just don't make a decision." Until you, he didn't say go to counseling for a year and a half and then make decisions. He was like, "Well, talk to him. Just, just, just get." He didn't even actually. He didn't even know them because he didn't. He didn't recommend them because he didn't know them. Right. He was just like, "Get counseling before you involve an attorney," because those that are considering divorce, an attorney is not going to advise you to stay with your spouse because that's not in their benefit. They make money. Divorce attorneys make money by facilitating the end of marriages. I have friends that are divorce attorneys and they can budget on what they're going to do this quarter based on how many marriages going to fail. So just putting that out there. Yeah. And 
course, like I said, I know we have to end it soon, but all of that to say longevity is based off work. Yes, sir. At, at the end of the at the end of all of this conversation is based off work. You gotta work to sustain, you gotta work to keep them happy, you gotta work to be balanced and equally yoked. And as long as both parties have the energy and the effort and the want to continue to sustain what they have built, it will work. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you go through. Yep. And sometimes you have to go through things to test the faith and the, the abilities of your relationship. And I, <clears throat> again, even me being not married now, it, it is truly a testament to how strong you are mm-hmm. um, in all aspects. But like I said, we got to end it. So... It's been another wonderful episode of Brilliant Honest yes, Podcast. And today I hope y'all tune in because y'all really going to enjoy this one. But uh, season six, episode two, you got your host Chris and we got... You got your boy Harold. Um, and make sure y'all tune in every week. And we're on the RWR Live 365 app and we'll check y'all out next time. Y'all stay safe and stay blessed. <laughs>